Cool. We're recording now. Hi. Hey, buddy. Hey, friend. Oh, wait. This is very... Here, wait. Let, let me use switch my Wi-Fi really quick. I think right. that'll help. One, one sec. Okay. You there? Can hear something. Hey, yep. <laughs> that's fire. Yeah. I'll work it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. How you doing, bud? Good. How are you? Good, man. It's good to get back to basics here. Yeah, back to basics for the first time ever. <laughs> I was thinking I can just use that as a, I'll just keep saying that whenever, like the, we'll constantly get off track and I'll just say, all right, let's get back to basics. Okay. 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 And it doesn't mean anything. I like that. All right. Well, um, how's, uh, how, how's your life? My life is honestly pretty chill, man. Um, you know, it's like musicians, we're used to this downtime, right? When we're not on the road, you have to kind of be productive on your own and make a schedule and we don't work nine to fives, you know, so we're kind of in charge of our own like productivity and all that. Yeah. It's been funny, like trying to, you know, you have to make a schedule if you want to deal with this. Okay. It's like, well, I've never had a schedule, but I'll give it a shot. Are you making a schedule? I have basically what I'm calling office hours from 10 to three. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but actually it's going to be a little later. I'm starting to exercise every day at 10. Um, oh. I actually literally did make a schedule today. Good. Um, so yeah, it's like take my cat out for a walk and then, you know, meditation and cool. shit like that. So it's, what's your, what's your, what's the workout routine? Do you, is, is yoga like a part of that or is it, it do you do that separately? It has been historically. Um, I'm just trying to do as many different things as possible now. You know, everyone's offering these little different things. So I'm trying to use it as an opportunity to learn. Well, first of all, with working out, I feel that the more you get used to something, the less effective it is. So trying out a bunch of different things is going to totally. be helpful. Yeah. Actually, just today started seeing my uh, personal trainer that I've been seeing for, uh, I guess, like a year-ish. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I saw him on Zoom, which I prefer to do it in person at the gym, but it was pretty good for what it was, and I actually felt he helps me build muscle, whereas uh, my friend Jake, who, um, Jake Kuhn, shout out, he comes to pigeon shows. Um, he was at the Buffalo show. We were working out. I don't know if you Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember when you were doing that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he, he comes and, like, will work me and Alex out, and I've been using him as well. Um, oh. There's a really cool app. Down Dog is the yoga app I used on the road, like, going out. Just, I would just find a park and do, like, 20 minutes of yoga to keep right. my head together. Right. You were, you were posting about that, right? The little spots you'd find before shows and stuff. Yeah. I want to get a GoPro so I can, like, throw it on a helmet when I go biking, too, because I come across these, like, really cool areas I'll just, like, find, and, especially now that we have crew. Right. I don't get to, I mean, I, I try to be there by an hour before soundcheck, which is often three. Right. So I have a whole day, you know, I don't get up at two anymore in my life. So right. I get up 11 or 12, try to like stay in bed if I haven't got enough sleep just to yeah. get it where I can, but just get out on my bike. And when I did do yoga, I would just throw the yoga mat with me. But now I have this uh, seven minute um, exercise thing mm-hmm. by the same, it's downdogapp.com. Yeah. And it's free till May 1st. And oh, cool. uh, for educators and healthcare workers, free till July 1st. But seven minutes, 30 second, different workout each time. Like, you know, body, all body weight stuff. I don't even use a yoga mat on my deck. I just do it raw dog. And right. uh, 
quick seven minutes, it really sets the tone for my day. So if I'm not doing anything, I'm at least trying to do that, um, usually before breakfast. Um, and that's, the yoga thing was nice, but it, it, it got to be, you know, as a, as a casual agnostic Buddhist, I don't like to get attached to things and yoga I was starting to get attached to. Like I need to do yoga to feel good. It's like, it's not, it's not right. what feeling good is about, you know, feeling That's good. That's kind of not the point, right? If you're feeling like you're dependent on it. Exactly. So, uh, but yeah, what have you been keeping any routines? I know, uh, again, for musicians, it's our routine is not having one. So yeah, man, I, I actually have, I am a planner fanatic. This is my planner. No. It is, it like starts out like this, like this is my later in the week and then it becomes this. Yeah. And then like, I try to have bullet points that I can like execute throughout the day. And then it becomes like me just like finding any space I can to like jot down any mental reminder. Um, I like to have like a planner for kind of business or productivity and then like a creative notebook. And so I like that. So this is like some stuff for the podcast that I was writing down. And this is like my schedule stuff. Like, um, you know, I did some like I've been trying to work on taxes and talking with an accountant for the band and stuff like that. So it's like that shit does not go in the creative notebook. No place for that. <laughs> I don't want to mix them. <laughs> I don't want to open my creative no notebook and look at how much money is in my account. That's the last fucking thing I want to think about. So um, do you find that, did you like have to figure that out or have you just always kind of done it that way? I've always done it that way, man. Um, I started keeping a planner like after I finished Berkeley in Boston. Um, my friend Pat Boyle, shout out with Lost and Sound, um, who he kind of was the one to be like, man, get a planner and like nothing feels as good as making a checklist and putting a little check mark after it every day. That's what, yeah, see, he says the same thing. We have the, the whiteboard, just like, just cross stuff off. It's, it, if, it feels good, man. You And to put it in a physical space makes it feel more productive. Um, yeah, even I, like, if, you know. I should get a, a book, but I've been using the Google Drive, just like documents and like. Oh, that's fine. It, it, it doesn't have to be. A digital is almost better, but I, I do both, man. I like, um, so, you know, when I, my, my kind of routine is I get up. I mean, my like sleeping hours are like three to 11, um, you know, and I get up. And I get, I put on a cup, uh, pot of coffee and shout out to lung transplant. It was a nonprofit my mom was working with for a while. And, <laughs> and, um, yeah, yeah, man. So I, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll get a cup of coffee and I'll have like a banana and a, like a kind bar or something. And I'll sit at my computer. I'll take out the planner. I'll do emails. Um, a lot of what I've been doing lately is like, uh, scheduling lessons. Um, and so I'm trying to make these space lessons. A big part of it is just keeping it consistent. You know, I don't have like, I'm doing it independently. So, you know, I, I like to write it down. I have my, um, my creative notebook where I'm like keeping a database of students of what we're working on every lesson in the planner. I'll write down like actual times and stuff like that. And then I'll try and add that in my phone on a Google calendar as well. So if I write down like a student's time in three different places, I'm just less likely to forget it. You know, <laughs> I just started using the Google calendar. Uh, I signed up for the live lesson masters cool. uh, thing, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, I'm not, I've flirted with teaching for a while, but I don't feel like I'm good enough on my own yet. Uh, knowledgeable and just like discipline to do that. But at the same time, I realize that I will develop those skills if I have other people that I'm accountable to. The, the only way to get better at teaching is teaching. Yeah. Um, I actually just hit up my original bass teacher, Dave DeMarco. Shout out cool. to Dave DeMarco. Nice. Um, he, I learned from him when I was 16 when I first picked up the bass, and then a few years later popped in for a few more lessons. But 
he's I, I took some lessons from John Ferrara too, which was cool. really cool. Um, Online, like the Skype lessons. Yep, absolutely. He, he's been crushing those for a long time. It was very helpful for me. I learned um, uh, Box Prelude and G. Yep. Um, I'm trying to relearn it now. It's fucking frustrating. I'm that like, was the background on my desktop for like three years to yeah. try and make me play it every day. Yeah, yeah. So you know it. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta teach me it again. I mean, I, I figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, because it's kind of like the, the Victor Wooten classical thump. It's kind of based off yeah. that Bach prelude. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. 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 I was reading that, that started out as a uh, just an exercise to you know slap exercise. Right. And right. then it finally recorded the song. Right. Exactly. Uh, I actually want to hit you up separately for just like guidance on how you get started with with students and like what your general plan is. So yeah, maybe be happy to. Do that. Yeah. Sometime. Totally. And I'm happy to talk about all that, um, like in the podcast as well. And we're talking about it here. I mean, it, it's been really cool seeing all these musicians get involved with this teaching. Um, I, I'm going to reach out to the lesson live lesson masters myself. I think what Brownie is doing is awesome. Um, yeah. I had a long talk with um, Tom Baggett, who we both worked with in the industry before the other day. And he's doing his um, spread music now, which is like an awesome nonprofit that he's running. And so he's starting this program called virtual connections. And, um, and it's the same thing, you know, it, it's, it's spread music now is more about getting music to children that um, like are in financial need or don't have the resources or tools to be able to, you know, have computers and do, you know what I mean? Um, or, with, uh, have you heard of the band The Bridge from Baltimore? No. Uh, they were like our precursors. They're a little more on the bluegrassy side. Of song. You know, Chris Jacobs, Chris Jacobs yeah. band? Yeah. The original band was The Bridge. Oh, cool. And uh, Kenny Liner, Kenny and Chris were like the Greg and Jeremy of that group. Uh, yeah. They had their, their surrounding cast was a little more fluid than ours is, but uh, same idea. Like they kind of put it together. They were just jamming outside of the record theater, just like him beatboxing and Chris just like playing guitar, like giving out CDs and shit. Right. Um, but Kenny now runs Believe in Music, which was a Baltimore um, program where it, it it worked at primarily one high school, Digital Harbor, and there was like a computer lab, like a music lab type situation that he would teach at and just giving, giving them instruments and stuff. And he just moved out to L.A. to open up a branch there. Um, right. So, yeah, it's really cool. Greg just did the Rock and Roll Playhouse thing. So I, I really like the, yeah. the youth, youth outreach. Um, yeah. Music changed my life and that right. I had the ability. My parents, you know, took me to take viola lessons. The teacher was a bitch, but I <laughs> Gee. I mean, yeah, a viola teacher, I would imagine. <laughs> like, that's a know, like, that takes a lot of discipline. That's a hard instrument to play. I think that's part of what it was. You know, I was like four or five years old. I never, I've never liked practicing. Um, I've now practiced by not saying it's practicing, just doing it, you know, because I enjoy playing. So it's just like, it's right. not, pra like, I don't have to sit down and practice. Like, just pick up. I have a uh, uh, alarm on my phone every day. Touch bass. Just nice. literally put it in my hands. So Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's ironic, like, oh, through, because I've been more focused on this teaching thing, and I, I'm, I'm doing, like, you know, two, I'm trying to keep it organized. I don't want to bite off more than I can chew, but I'm trying to build up a consistent, um, like, clientele here, and something to do. I'm not just thinking in the short term. I'm thinking long. I want to, like, develop a rapport and a relationship with these students, and, um, you know, it took me, like, I had, I've dabbled in teaching in the past. In Boston, I was, like, a substitute at the School of Rock. Um, and that's what kind of taught me that I needed, I had work to do to be a teacher. These kids are good. And I was like, man, some of these kids are better than I was when I was their age, for sure. Um, so it's like, you know, you get better at teaching the more you teach. And I've got like a little Google Doc. I've got a curriculum, like things like, okay, these are some great beginner songs. These are some good slap-based songs. These are some good exercises, some modality stuff to get into with everybody. 
Um, but the, the, the best thing about the lessons is like the personal connection that you make with them. And I try and say that to every student. I'm like, look, I can bring in material. I can show you this stuff. Like, let me know what you want to do, but let me know what, what motivates you. What inspires you? What music do you want to get in? What bass players do you like? Yeah, I posted uh, about lessons in, um, in the flock yeah. and, um, someone was like, Oh, I'd love to like learn this tool song. I'm like, I don't know very much tool at all. That would be a great way to get involved in it. I hey, and, then, the- and then you learn it together. Exactly, exactly. I was texting with one of my bass students, Billy, last night about Tool, because we were doing like a pedal board rundown. This kid, Billy, man, he studies at Middlebury College in Vermont studying jazz. Um, he's like in his early 20s, really talented kid. I mean, he transcribed this Phil Lesh bass solo. And I was like, you know, I was like, man, I, Phil Lesh isn't a bass player I'm super familiar with, but have a lot ton of respect for his innovation. And so, and so he's showing me things, you know, and like this kind of mutual like our lesson yesterday went way over because we just kind of put our bases down and got talking about like life and balancing college and bands. And, and, you know, you wonder, you're like, okay, I, I hope he feels like he's getting his money's worth or his lesson. And yeah. after that, le- and sometimes that shit's more fulfilling when it's just yeah. a genuine conversation. And that's where you learn from people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a vocal lesson yesterday. It was supposed to be 30 minutes. It went an hour 15. Yeah, totally. Just talking. It was our first one too. And I, I know him like throughout the scene, Keith Harker. I'm not sure if you ever. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so I just started taking lessons with him. Awesome. Yeah. That's a good, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, everyone has time now, you know what I mean? And it's not like, all my lessons have gone over. I've got to start getting them more on just a 60 minute track because I'm I'm doing like two a day and like tomorrow I have three. It's the first time I have three. Yeah. And I'm trying not to bite off more than I can chew because I want every lesson to feel, you know, I don't want it to be about me filling up a schedule. I want everyone to feel like fulfilled and they're getting something out of it. Um, you know, you could, uh, you could, pull from therapists they're very good at five minutes left and they'll wait till the time but they're like well that is our time for the day and that's a good shout yeah and um and actually that's who my three o'clock meeting is with i started seeing someone towards the end of last year when we were our picture from buffalo yeah. i was in a very um shadowy space mentally uh, yeah i knew i needed to start working on that again years ago i'd seen someone and mm. started seeing him and it's been very helpful and yeah. i asked if i could do it online because i'm on the road so much and he's like nah we'll just do it you know when you're here and we started we did two a week at the time to get going and i felt actually had the best tour i've ever had I oh think, awesome ever this this past one until it got canceled due to yeah. pandemic. um but uh he's now doing them online so oh um, cool and now that he knows he can do it it's like well now we can do it when i'm on the road hey, hey exactly man now i see like that's so cool that like the whole you know turning inward kind of like aspect of this of people taking time to work on yourself you know and um and that's such an inspiring cool thing to do and something that i would really like to look into and have thought a lot about too but the same thing i'm just like when do i have time you know what i mean and your schedule is busier than mine so it's like it's just an issue of organizing and stuff like that the the exercising thing too when i first started biking a few years ago because my i was starting to get older and my brain just wasn't working and i was starting to get feel more you know in conflict with my family co-workers known right. as a band. Sure. And I realized that no matter what else, whatever else I'm doing, it has to start foundationally. I need to w- work out or do something to clear that part. So now it's, even if I have less time to do something, I know I have to do the working out first because right. if I have an hour to do something, I spend seven minutes working out, the next 53 minutes are going to be that much more. Yeah. Same thing with the therapy, which I, 
to me is just like getting an oil change in your car. You can never get your oil changed, but your car is not going to fucking last. Everybody should do it, man. And, I, and I, you know, I think that over the last few years, it's become more widespread where in the past people are like, oh, I, I don't need it. So I'm not going to do it. Everybody needs it. I think that's a good analogy, getting the oil changed. You know what I mean? Like just talking, man. I just like, you get in the most fucked up mental space when you're not talking to anybody. And, and that's something that's worrisome about right now. And I, I hope that people are still talking to their friends, talking to their family. Like for me, I just like talking to my mom. My mom is like a Reiki master Buddhist. Yeah. She's like very deep, intelligent, spiritual. And I have her as a guest on my other podcast I'm working on, Low End Zen. Yeah, dude, totally. <laughs> she would be a great guest. I mean, she she's worked a lot of different jobs. I mean, she started this lung transplant um, nonprofit. Got it. Now she's working um, in recovery, and so she's on the phone every day. Um, she works at High Watch Recovery Center in Kent, Connecticut, and she's on the phone talking with people. And she's just a great ear to bend. So I've been really fortunate to like have that as a resource in my life. Yeah. Uh, but just any any kind of talking, man, you got to let shit out. And especially now when people are feeling isolated and confined, it's it's more important than ever to, to, to just... Yes, um, I've always said it's like clearing out the cobwebs. Like, you know, yeah, you can totally. you know, take the broom in there and like sweep it out. That's just like talking about it. You're shining the light onto that situation and yeah. clearing it out. Yeah, it's super, it's super important, man. And then to get back to just like the schedule, the routine. So, you know, for me, it's like, you know, I, so I get, I'm working on these lessons and that's kind of my morning, you know, like, uh, making sure I've got my week. I've, I know what I'm doing today. I knew what I'm doing this week. I'd like to get, get caught up on recap emails. I send a recap after every lesson, which helps me stay focused and same with the student, which takes time. You know what I mean? Like, and I let the students know, I'm like, look, man, like we're doing 60 minutes a week, but I'm a resource to you. Don't think that we can only talk once a week, hit me up whenever the fuck you want. And, and it's great. I've got these ongoing dialogues with all my students and because my hours are later and I'm like, look, I'm usually up at night working on music. And now more than ever, like last night, so I'm doing um, a live bass stream this Saturday, first stream. Yeah. Um, I'm doing it via the uh, busking down the house Facebook page. You've probably checked yeah, out. I'm streaming uh, Schwa's set tomorrow. Schwa's doing every Wednesday at eight because we had the cool scheduled at eight by 10. And now I'm calling it the residency in residence. Oh, right. It was your residency month. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're just going to keep the Wednesdays going every Wednesday at eight. We're just going to keep just have something, even like a song debut right now. I'm working on collaboration song. I got final cut pro and I'm at home and record one of our songs and then the video clips too. And I'm trying to link them up and yeah. create like a collaboration video so that no matter what, we're all just learning so much more about how to do what we should have been learning to do anyway, but didn't have the time. Totally. It's like a mandatory transition period into like the technological age or the. the it's a good point, man. And it's how much music can be done. I just downloaded the acapella app yesterday. And um, John, Rory and I were just bound. Rory recorded this like Afrobeat drum, drum loop. And, you know, we were kind of bouncing back ideas and being like, okay, do we have enough panels and all this shit? And it's like two in the morning. And I'm like, hey, I'm just practicing anyway. Like I can record something and send it back. But, you know, we, none of us, like, live with our band because that's not a good idea when you're in your 30s. Well, I've done it. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've, I've, we've done it. It's, I mean, hey, it, some bands are, like, shout out Eggy. Those guys live in a house and, like, they're constantly rehearsing and writing and recording, and that's awesome. Um, I, that's like, I, when you're that age, too, and when you're that level of hungry, that's when you got to be pushing out as much as you can because okay. you do hit, I mean, success – is its own form of uh, detriment on some level. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, no. I, when you're trying, when you're trying to prove it, that's the yeah. time to just like crank it out as much as hard as you possibly can. And then you have those, you know, skills sort of built yeah, up. 
Exactly. And like, just like you were saying, like you we're using this time to work on individual stuff. I feel more like polished and fluid on bass right now than I have in years, man. Um, just individually practice. And so like, I'm fucking ready to get on stage and play with musicians and feed off that live energy again, like more ready than ever. You know, like you do a, a, a you guys do long fucking tours, like with the special, it's more like, you know, maybe four days, maybe, maybe up to like three and a half, four weeks. But then when I get back, like, I want to chill, man. I'm not, the bass is in the case. I'm yeah. relaxing, reset, but yeah. you're not motivated to practice. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's a nice thing about the touring style we do is with sound checks, which are two hours a day. Right. We have five hours of music a night. So I'm getting in and that's the thing I've learned. I, the stuff I'm good at is the stuff I practice a lot, which is playing, but I'm not as good at the stuff that, kind of comes in more rarely when playing and so I you know strengthen the muscle that I'm already stronger with so that that's why I've really you know internalized that I need to practice more and in different ways but yeah it's also the same thing like you know instead of uh feeling like I need the space to do it if the more I'm involved in it the less it becomes like it a chore. Be the escape that I'm trying to you know get away from and it's it's such a mental block it's so funny like that's what it is it's a mental block space, but it's like if you don't think that way you know you're just up playing music like just do whatever just just do it exactly it becomes it's just such a such an illusion of i need the, the time to to relax like you you'll find that time and you'll get that time and if you want to do it do it but don't like push it away yeah sake of it being like well that's my job it's, that's exactly man i i think you bring up a great point with the mental block um like when when i talk to my bass students like before if we it's if it's before our first lesson or even just in general you know i'm like just let me know you know like what do you want to get out of a lesson what, what's your goal like personally and the main thing that keeps coming up is like well i just want to break out of my normal practice routine and habits i feel like i'm at a wall and everyone's at a wall. I mean, that's like, that's what our brain does. It, it, your brain is just putting your fucking life in a series of recurring loops. And that's what your brain wants to do. And it takes real effort to break out of those loops. It sort of reminds me of the other direction of that same philosophy. Like you can hit rock bottom, but for everyone it's different. Cause if you want, you can find a jackhammer and just keep fucking digging. Right. So you can hit a wall, but that's just a time to like, power up and fucking smash through that right. thing and then I, I'm, I'm motivated by the new york knicks who find a way to reinvent rock bottom every single season yeah so, no absolutely i think we can all strive for uh, for abject failure in the same way <laughs> it's, it's, every time you think well it can't get worse it gets way worse, way worse. Um, way worse. And, and that's just the way of the new york knicks since i was a kid um so that inspires me to not do that. <laughs> but like, but like you said, the mental blocks, I mean, you break out of them, but you have to be the one to break yourself out. You can, you can talk to people and you can get advice and insight, but it, it's your, you control your own destiny. You control your own mental pathways. And so like, what's so fun about like, you were talking about like a, a student wants to learn a tool song. It, it makes you look and examine shit. I, the, working on like a Phil Lesh bass line with this student, it's like a world that I'm not used to. Yeah. Um, I, I've like, you know, I set up my pedal board yesterday to, to, to do some pedal and effects stuff with a student. And so it was up. So after my lessons, I was just sitting there practicing, going through some pedal stuff. And I'm, I'm, I've got this ditto looper that's just always been here in my room. And I'm just like, ah, I got to get the looper out. That's going to be good for practice. And I finally took it out for the first time, like two years yesterday. And then next thing I know, it's fucking three in the morning. And I've just been like 
hey man i can solo over like a chord progression again <laughs> like it makes bass playing so much more fun yeah yeah so just yeah, the, it's the same thing like finally setting it up like i come you know being home for even a few weeks or just when you get to the summer it's like every weekend i'm gone right i have a small apartment right now i'm moving to a bigger place where i can leave everything set up yeah but this is the first time i've really been able to set up my whole situation and just have it ready to go and also take my time doing it like i've just been like letting it build up over over time and like you know tweaking things as, as i go knowing that i'm gonna be here for the next couple months and there's right. no real rush and it's i mean it's a huge valuable resource to have this this space it's like a space between the notes it's like a space between the life you know back to basics I'm gonna make the yeah back to basics baby <laughs> yeah totally man like here i got my little you know little setup world right here yeah and it's like i it's so i can just turn you know I've got my, my world here where I've got my coffee and my hand sanitizer and the last of my live resin from Colorado. I got my, uh, my face know? mask. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. That's a, that's a very Ben Carey face mask. Yeah, I had a, I, I did find one of the KN95s at a local pharmacy. I only got a couple. They were expensive, but I also didn't really know if I needed them or not and wanted to leave them for medical people. Yeah, totally. I hate wearing it because I feel like I'm so, you know, Darth Vader-esque yeah but today I, when I was gonna go to the grocery store I ended up skipping it because there was too much of a line so I just went to Starbucks but I put the mask on and just put it over so it's like kind of a little bit of a little yeah. double little yeah, player, man. yeah just like you know it's not it's there's fun and games involved too you know right. it, yeah hey man it's a it's a new it's a new style dude like <laughs> yeah exactly I mean I've had this already so right <laughs> exactly yeah yeah you just got to rock it around the neck man it's like uh -huh. the uh it's like Captain America having his mask just kind of hanging on his shoulder, and you can just exactly, exactly. Um, oh, geez, why can't I remember his fucking name? The bass player of uh, Frankie, Frankie Coda, because his, his Instagram is Coda something or other. Coda got bass. He Coda got bass, yeah, exactly. So he yeah. had his uh, handkerchief on. Is like, I'm either going to groceries or robbing a bank. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's whatever. It's pretty surreal, like walking around now and seeing it. Like I went to Stop and Shop last week with my brother, and like. You know, we, my dad had these two extra masks. And so we kind of just, you know, had them hanging on to them ourselves. Like if we have to go out again. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like <laughs> the new routine of people getting out of their car, putting on latex gloves and like applying a mask. And like, you're looking around the parking lot and it's like a guy like blasting reggaeton with his window down, gets out, puts on his mask and his like yep. gardening hat. <laughs> I literally like, had, I had uh, CeCe's car and I put on, uh, serious, and I put on the joint, which is apparently reggae. Who would have thought that? Oh, Channel Forty Two, bro. The joint is fire. You, babe. Yeah, I went to Liquid Metal and then some XMU. I didn't really like Serious, but you don't have to think about it. You just put on whatever. Oh man, I, I had a car with Serious, and this was like my last car. Like I just inherited it from my dad, and like you know, inherited all of the problems that came with it too. Like a new fucking engine. <laughs> a lot of money into it. but it had the Sirius XM subscription and I got addicted to it and it was when I was living in Boston and I was commuting three and a half hours to Millerton where the band is so like it, it's the same with with like you know t like tv sometimes you just want to throw something on like I don't want to like pick a movie I just want to I'm just driving I just want to listen to music and like and Sirius XM and then once you get used to it and like I'd listen to like the sports stations and shit too I was like I fucking need it so when I got a new car last year um, I was like, you know, does this have Sirius or can I, and they're like, no. Nah. And I'm like, Ugh. so I paid for it and got the app on my phone now. From, 
I don't like it as much at all because I don't want to be on my f- fucking phone when I'm driving. Right. But you have to like choose a channel on your phone. So I don't use it as much, but it's still, man, you get addicted to Sirius. <laughs> like, it really is. I, when we, we had it uh, briefly in the new van when we got it, I think it was like a six-month sp- subscription, and Jam On was great because you'd hear all these other bands. And um, I remember one time we were leaving Lock-In, getting a ride back to our hotel from, like, the runner, and we popped on Jam On, and it was our set from earlier that day. Oh, that's awesome. That's oh, fucking dope. Let's check it. And we all just, like, sat. We were, like, talking, and I put it on, and we, like, sat there, and just, like, all of us were quiet and just listened, like. That's so cool. Yeah, that was. That and, it, and it's, like, you don't have to go through the, like, hey, guys, everyone stop talking. Let's review our set. It's not homework. It's just, like, yeah, our set's on the radio. We might as well listen to it. Exactly. Like, if that's that, the biggest I, disappointment of Sirius is they made Jam On the fish radio. It's, like, there's enough fucking fish out there. And even if. <sighs> If I, I wasn't fish, I would still probably be like, why don't we just let other people have a, a spot? It, I mean, they get paid enough to make it worth it, so whatever. I know. It, it's a bummer because I liked seeing friends on Jam On. I've seen pigeons come on Jam On before. Like, there's something super fulfilling about being like, hey, those are my homies on the radio right now. Like, that's so cool. Like, and the th- they played so much fish anyway. <laughs> exactly. exactly. They still played too much before it was fish. Yeah. And I'll be honest, like this past summer when they were on their tour, and I'm not the biggest fish fan. I, I dig fish. I, I love going to a show if I can. But I don't like dive into their catalog too much. But I was listening to it. Like if, if there was a show on from the summer, I'd be like, oh, I'll check out the fish. And like, and some of it was, I was enjoying it, you know. The connection point between the, the whole scene, really. Yeah, exactly. I was like, you know, be on the same page with what original radio was which was which is kind of cool but exactly and especially like there is something about that live i mean the look at now like the live stream there's something about that interconnectivity even when you're not like in a physical space which is obviously becoming a way more just normal part of life is becoming the new norm um but there was something i that you like about that i i like watching sports just because i enjoy like live i just feel like it's like the closest thing we have to like gladiator like i would have been in the coliseum like at gladiator matches like every fucking day you know what i mean i would have been getting no kill him thumbs down (laughs) always thumbs down always thumbs down yeah Uh, apparently thumbs down meant don't kill him oh really this they were affirmatively yeah kill him Oh, okay. Because I'm I'm thinking of like Joaquin mm-hmm. Phoenix, like slowly. It was yeah. this. Like, yeah. Uh, speaking I of- wrong, a lot of a lot of what I'll spout on here is probably true, but uh, anyone out there is welcome to fact check. I mean, um, with my podcast uh, with Brandon Valley that was based out of Boston, Dead Last Podcast, which we still are trying to do, but um, you know, looking into ways all uh, to do it, like it's called Dead Last. Yeah, dead last podcast. Yep. And also, you the rankings because you're not doing any anymore. Well, we're you know like we, it was hard to find time when I moved out of Boston. Yeah, well, and just being face to face. We were doing it in a studio, face to face. Right. That's the, we, that's the, that's hard to maintain. It it was. And that wasn't going to be sustainable forever anyway. We liked it because we would like have a drink together, and it was just this kind of. He's a comedian, you know what I mean, and we just enjoyed that like that rapport. Um. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't going to last forever either way. So, you know, that's another kind of silver lining here is we're looking into, we did one like live stream of it a couple of weeks ago. Um, but yeah, we're looking into ways that we can kind of do it. Yeah, I think if you did it remotely for a lot of them and then just had special ones where it's like, you know, studio session that right. would, people could catch on. Because part of it, I mean, from my experience with podcasts, which is, you know, why I'm getting into this is listening to a lot of Joe Rogan and then branching out from there. It's just like when I worked at a job, I would put, put it on and just space out to people. I felt like I was, you know, talking about 
talking and you know with other people and like clearing your brain out sometimes it's nice yeah. to just listen to, to people and just feel like you're part of a conversation yeah. there will be annoying times where we'll talk about you know some aspect of quantum mechanics where i'm just like no 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 that's not quite right like oh yeah right dude you love quantum mechanics i am huge into that yeah there's a uh well i was gonna make a quantum mechanics reference but we can get there let's get back to basics let's get back to basics and actually i still haven't eaten lunch so that is upcoming soon it's sitting there looking at me i brought it to uh oh yeah to Cece's work. She's working on a farm now where I will oh, be cool. living on uh, July 1st. I'm very excited about it. You're going to be working there? I'm going to be living there, but I'm going to help oh, cool. out where I can. Just be driving in today, I just, it, it's so nice out and just felt like open space. It's right across from this park. I, I am very excited. You know, um, uh, who's the singer of Tool? Maynard Keenan. Yep. I keep mixing him up with the uh, the guy who did Get Out um jordan peele <laughs> no no what's the other guy his uh oh, oh, oh keel michael keel yeah michael key oh, key, michael key mike michael key oh now yeah. i can't remember it it's michael it's, something it, key yeah yeah so anyway i'm a jordan peele guy all the way man um yeah well let, let's get him on here yeah dude yeah we'll teach him some bass <laughs> that would be a great thing what we should do is like um get you know, you know like the victor wooten thing where you know, at, at, at like a, a farmer will play bass differently than a golfer and like that kind of mentality. If yeah. you get people from like different professions and then like put a bass in their hand and like see how they do that. Yeah, I love it. They could be like, um, you know, we could do satellite episodes like live from the farm or live from, you know, the baseball diamond. You get like a professional baseball player to like see how they do it. Dude, you know? totally. I, there's, I, we don't have to just do basics, man. We can uh, just... You know, if you want to find out how a golfer plays drums, just look at Alex because he was a state champion golfer in high school. Really? Yes. No, a state champion. State champion, New Hampshire. No shit. No shit. You can, you can kind of tell with the swagger that Gator has that yeah, it's, a, it's a it's a very um it's a, a humble swag. It's like a humble brag. It, 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 he does rock that humble swag. Humble swag. Hashtag. Like, okay, I, I see those Nikes, dog. Like, you you weren't even wearing those on stage tonight. Like, where the fuck you pulled those from? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he's he's been such an inspiration for me, just his dedication to the instrument. You know, he obviously has practiced a lot since he was a kid, but yeah. to him it's just, you know, getting his chops, you know, just playing around. Like, he just loves it so much. He'll be at Soundcheck every day for hour, you know, hour yeah. before, just, like, playing on his drum kit. Yeah. And I sometimes envy that because I don't, necessarily have the same experience with bass yet um i think you know i'd love doing that on guitar like i have a guitar now i'm just messing around on and i love on piano too so i think if i always tell myself like oh if i had keys to like fuck around on i could just sit there and do that all day like i could play piano for hours at a time if i'm stoned or right. not yeah. yeah oh totally but that's when you're getting like but that's like goes back to i think it's another mental block it's just like well I don't want to just play bass. It's like, well, don't, don't fucking just play bass. Do whatever. Right. You, just get, you get caught in these loops and, and you, your brain makes you think, oh, well, you know, it, like the ego always wants to bring you back down where if you go, oh, I want to do that. But then your brain goes, well, you can't do that until you do this. Or, well, you haven't, you got to just make your brain shut the fuck up. Right. And, exactly. and let that inspiration take over. Yeah. The, the, the brain is like the, uh, you know, the rudder but it shouldn't be the steering wheel. You know, you're right. the steering wheel. And then exactly. when you decide something, the brain kind of has to fall into place. It's, it's a tool, not a... Right. You know. Yeah, and I feel like people are, use, are maybe starting to use their brain more in that way now because they have to, because all those previous mental roadblocks, like if you let those dictate your life, you're not going to get anything done. And right now you're in charge of your productivity. You're in charge of your 
how you're going to make money? How are you going to come out of this with a career? I mean, like my whole philosophy here w- pertaining to like the quarantine and everything is it, the playing field's been flattened. It's an even playing field. So at, it, my band's out of work. Everyone's band's out of work. Everyone's out of work. As a musician, I, I, I'm no different than the, than the normal person. So how do I come out of this ahead? How do I get better at my craft? How do I come back? and get ahead of, uh, of, of the rest when this is all over. I mean, exactly. It's a reset thing. And for, for others, I remember, you know, someone saying, you know, it's okay if you don't come out of this with a new skill or a new, whatever, what sure. people are trying to do, if you just make it through that could be what, you know, cause everyone's in a different position. So totally. we are in a luxury, luxurious position where, you know, I'm still making an income currently right. and adding more in and I have leverage in order to, bullshit my way into teaching lessons or do like the chill sessions too which i i'm looking forward to a lot yeah uh, like shorter chill sessions and just get to yep. talk to people like no pressure like we'll just you know whatever you want to do and people are willing to pay for that but yeah you know, someone else has a, a family i can't imagine doing this with fucking little kids like oh man that, that that's what johnny g my guitarist does you know i mean he runs this music school the music seller and obviously he's not doing um like face-to-face lessons now but it's a lot of teaching beginners and younger people because it's a lot of like young families that live out in this area of new york where they have well and i meant like having children in my house oh yeah no i'm good on that that would be uh i mean in a normal time that would be horrible enough i I don't wish that on my worst enemy but (laughs) in this situation as well i think it would be uh tremendous just to exist without you know wanting to to you know, take, grab them by the legs, like Miss Trunchbull and just sling them into a neighbor's yard, like through their window. I mean, my my thoughts go out to every parent right now with an infant kids and trying to shout out the strongest humans in the world right now. For real, man. Like that, that takes tremendous patience and fucking, uh, I can't even imagine, dude. Yeah. Like I, (laughs) my, one of my best buddies, French, like his, um, he works at landscaping and he's still able to work a bit. But his wife is a teacher, and they have two kids. Uh, my godson is one of them, Wyatt, who is like three or four now. I should probably know that. Um, but then he has another one who's younger, who like just a little over one. And it's like, man, I can't even imagine. <laughs> I mean, like teaching is one homeschool one thing, but to have two toddlers running around the house, like, and they don't fucking get it either. Like, right? They're just like, what? Why is this life now? I mean, there's like my, my two basset hounds love it. And they're like, I just get attention from everyone every single day. I get to go on long walks every night. Like, I was like, well, I was like, Hank, like my, my basset, shout out Claude Rouge. I'm like, he just sleeps in the day. But like today I was at my computer and he just comes over and I'm just like, what's, what's happening, Claude? And he just <laughs> kind of comes over and sits down. I'm just like, you just love this shit. I'm like, you don't, this isn't, you don't know why, but you know that you're just getting more attention and loving it. There was some late night comic who said, uh, when they found, when they thought that dogs couldn't catch it, they right. thought they were saying that dogs probably put this out in the world to keep their owners home more. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that conspiracy theory the most. Yep, that's my favorite so far. <laughs> it's the dogs. Well, back to basics. And back, then yeah, back to basics. And then back to real life, because I think I'm going to, we should uh, wrap this one up. But this has yeah. been a great first attempt. I think, yeah, I'll send it to you. We can watch it and listen to it. But I think this would work as an introductory. Absolutely, man. I think it's, uh, it's, it's natural. It's a vibe. I think that it's something that we can just kind of build on and continue. And uh, it might not be fire yet, but it's certainly kindling. It's kindling, dude. And I think that give us a couple more times and we're going to get up to that fire level, dude. We're going to get to flame broil soon, man flame bro we're getting back to basics baby <laughs> yeah that's not the way right we, we can, yeah. is that right or 
know. I can't tell. Yeah. All right. Do you have your bass on you? I do. Let's do the uh, theme song. Yeah. Here. Let me let me just switch my my uh, angle over here. Oh, no, I had my amp on, but it's a very noisy amp. No, we're playing. Uh, we're going to uh, acapella here. Okay. Oh, okay. Not not no amp. No amp. Just fucking okay. just fucking run it. Let me just make sure my tone is knob is all the way up. Yep. And then uh, what key are we in? Just kidding. <laughs> okay. Um, are we gonna say anything? Or are we just gonna do? our bass jam uh, yeah you say i'm luke and i'll say and i'm ben and right. this is and then we go back to basics and then okay. yeah do we both play the seinfeld theme in reverse exactly. exactly okay you ready give me a count off <sighs> okay i'm luke and i'm ben and this is ben. Ben. Hey. All right. Perfect. Just like we practice. Just like we practice. And that's why that's why you practice, ladies and gentlemen. You don't want to make a fool of yourself. <laughs> Keep it together out there, kids. Keep yeah, it together. K-I-T. Keep it together. All right, man. Back to basics, baby. All right, I will uh, email you this, assuming it worked. If not, we'll have to do it again, but I think it did. Cool. Thanks, buddy. All right, peace. I'll talk to you, man. Peace.